I remember my singing teacher, she was an old woman, about 75, and she said, I'm only living for one thing, and that's to see you become a great singer. I never went back. I did not want to be a singer. I thought, why should I sing songs that, don't, that I don't mean? I was seeking truth. I wanted to know what life is all about. And uh, people thought I'd be a front-wrecking playwright. And I just gave it up because I thought, I want people to know truth. And if I don't know the truth myself, what's the point in flooding the world with my ignorance? So I gave up playwriting. And I gave up everything that I might do well. I was born into a well-to-do home. My father, when I was 16, offered to buy me a tuxedo. I said, Dad, don't bother. I'll never wear it. In fact, I'll never earn enough money to pay income tax. And he just thought I was going through a teenage phase. <laughs> but in fact, I've never paid income tax because uh, I haven't earned money for myself. I just had my own particular idea. I didn't know what it was, but I knew one thing for sure. I had to know the truth. And I tried through different things like astronomy, politics, um, the arts. The arts were very important to me. And uh, anyway, to get back to this thing, I was at Yosemite, and th this man, these boys said, oh, you've got to come and sing for a party for us. And so I went and I sang, Swing low, sweet chariot. <laughs> the only song I could think of that <laughs> wasn't a bhajan, wasn't a kirtan, wasn't a uh, chant of masters, and yet had some sort of spiritual meaning. But. Um, everybody loved it. They, they were thrilled with it. And the, day, the next day I was driving home from Yosemite. And I, I thought, well, singing is a wonderful way. I was looking for ways to serve Master that I could do without... I didn't want to interfere with SRF. I didn't want to be a rival to them. When they threw me out, I didn't, I didn't go with the thought, well, I'll show you. I just wanted in some way to serve Master, and I didn't want it to be a conflict with anything that they did. They didn't want to start communities. Master wanted to start communities. I wanted to start communities. So I started, all, all right, I'll start communities. They didn't want, uh, they didn't, the singing was something new for them. So I thought, well, maybe I can be a singer. Then I thought, well, what in God's name is there to sing? O chisate di piagarmi, o lasciate mi morir. Stop bugging me and let me die. <laughs> what kind of a message is that? <laughs> and suddenly the thought came to me, well, maybe I could write my own songs. The moment I thought that, this song came into my, into my mind. I have a love who's far away, many of you know that song. And from then on I wrote songs and, and uh, after I, my brother had left a guitar at my parents' house, a Martin guitar, so I bought a book on Pete Singer's Guitar Singer's Guide and uh, Guitar Player's Guide or Folk Singer's Guide, I forget what it was. Anyway, um, 
I started to learn the guitar. I'd never played the guitar before. After four weeks, somebody heard me singing with the guitar and said, oh, would you like to give a concert at our church? So I said, sure. Uh, I mean, how low can you get on the level of intelligence, I mean? But I sang, and uh, I really practiced for a whole week hard. But, you know, they were at, it was a Unitarian church in San Francisco. They had 200 people there, and they wanted to, the whole hall was completely full. They wanted to create atmosphere, so they turned all the lights out and had a candle behind me. <laughs> if there was one thing I desperately needed, it would see those strings. <laughs> anyway, I remember somebody afterwards said, those are some pretty interesting chords. <laughs> but it went well. I, I managed to pull it off. I told stories and whatever. But it went well. And from then on, you can call it my singing career began. <laughs> and since then, I've written 400 pieces of songs, pieces of music, instrumentals, and so on. And uh, it's been a very valuable way of serving Master. Because in our society today, all the music is so, it's low, heavy bass, cacophonous music, uh, sounds, dissonant melodies. It's, I don't know how low you can get. And I would like this music to have an impact on the world, to help people to know. You see, we are made of vibration. We are a product of Om. God created everything out of vibration. And there are two main manifestations of vibration. One is light and one is sound. And music is a very important thing. If you listen to debased kind of music, it debases your consciousness. You can't help it. There was a woman who tried to commit suicide. Later she wrote a book on it. And she said that she found herself in an ast a very low astral plane where people were just sort of, she saw people dressed from ancient Egyptian clothes, ancient low old mid-century, mid 18th century France, many old costumes. They'd just been sitting there all that time. <laughs> and she, she said that every now and then a light would come in and people would ignore it. But she felt she didn't want this. And she, she, was, she saw the light and she went with it, and she came back to human life. But her life since then, she said that the one sound that she, f that she heard in that, in that low region, it vibrated exactly with heavy metal music. Not that they played heavy metal music <laughs> in ancient Greece, but this was the kind of vibration that they were drawn into. And now people play that music deliberately. It brings out all the low elements in your nature. Music is very important to human consciousness. And if we can get the right vibration, we can help to lift people. So I have found and felt that this music that I've written, I haven't written it, 
but God has done it through me. You know, when I say I haven't written it, it's because when I've had a song to write, I didn't say, well, I want the melody to go this way and this way. I didn't want it at all. I just said, well, God, I want a song that says this, 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 and this. Give me a melody. And suddenly the melody would be there. I never have had to work for it. I remember um, the uh, Cloisters. That song is its a, a beautiful song. I wrote it as a part of a Mediterranean trilogy, or not a trilogy, a whole set of songs set based on the Mediterranean, and uh, Positano, Amalfi Coast, and Napoli, and so on. And uh, I won't go into the whole thing, but that song, what I did was it, I had visited a monastery, which is no longer a monastery. Now it's a tourist place. People go to see the way monks used to live. And I wanted to do a melody that was in tune with that. It had to be there for sort of a Gregorian melody, but it couldn't stay in that because it's more modern. Modern people go there, it has another consciousness now. So I said, Long I've called you, my Lord, long I've called you. Many years I have longed for your sight. That's Gregorian. But then I wanted to pull out of that, and so I, I sort of cooperated with the grace, with the inspiration that came. Bathe the darkness with tears of devotion. That tears gets out of that Gregorian mode. Bathe the darkness with tears of devotion. Offered candles in prayer to your light. You had to repeat that to strengthen it. Then the natural trend of modern emotional music or the emotions in general. How much longer, friend? <laughs> so I held that back. How much longer, friend, must I cry your name? You see that holding it back makes it much more powerful. How much longer, friend, must I cry your name? I am yours, ever yours. Then I didn't want it to end. A natural ending of a song would be, I, I am yours, ever yours. Will you come? But I didn't want that. So feeling the grace and feeling the upward movement of it, I am yours, ever yours, will you come? And so it goes off into infinity. And you see, every bit of that expresses consciousness. And it shows you just in a little example how melody expresses consciousness, harmony expresses consciousness, and uh, rhythm expresses consciousness. All these are very important. All the arts are important. And I have tried to express how Master's teachings can be found through the arts, through every field. Well, let's go back from that little touch of my life. I've always had a hard time taking myself seriously. I think perhaps I have too good a sense of humor. <laughs> but I just sometimes think I'm just ridiculous. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I feel my mission is very important. It's not me. It's what I am dedicated to doing. My entire life I have dedicated to truth 
And when I found that that truth was in Yogananda, I dedicated it to serving him.